Good morning, listeners. Today, I want to welcome Tanya D. She is a mom of four, nutritionist, and the host of Over 40 and Sexy Podcast. Hi, friends. If you feel depleted and at times overwhelmed, searching for more, if you want to reclaim your voice, peace, and power, this show is for you. I'm Evelyn Glick. I love fashion, interior design, and spicy foods. I'm obsessed with personal development and human behavior. Here, I'll be discussing mindset, relationships, lifestyle, and so much more. I believe to live an empowered life, we must crush those limiting beliefs holding us back from stepping into our fabulousness because playing small doesn't serve anyone. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Evelyn. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Great. Um, Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I just want to clarify that this was very interesting for me when I looked you up and listened to some of your episodes because I've had a a gut issue forever and I've been able to manage it fairly well with Mm -hmm. nutrition and good probiotics, but I'm very interested in finding more about what you have to say. So tell me briefly what led you to becoming a nutritionist? Yeah, for sure. So my journey started back in my early 20s, actually. And I had had an eating disorder for a number of years in my teens. And I think that's what led ultimately to my, um, my decline in health when I hit my early 20s. So lack of nutrients, not taking care of myself, just worrying about being skinny, Mm. Um, and not getting all the nutrition that I needed. So I was experiencing a lot of health issues. And I'd been to the doctor and run all the tests. And I just couldn't, well, they couldn't figure out what was going on. And they had no answers. Well, you're okay. Just, um, I don't know, maybe get more sleep. So just at a loss and suffering, I needed to figure out what was going on. So I started doing some reading and my aunt had given me uh, some information and, and some books on natural health. So I started my journey that way and decided to study nutrition. So that's what led me to to uh, getting into the industry. Wonderful. So it's sort of like you needed to self-diagnose and find answers for your own issues and difficulties. Yes, I always tell people, you know, I mean, go and do the tests of the doctors, do what you have to do. Absolutely. Uh, But if there are still no answers, then you need to really become your own health advocate, and really do, you know, your own due diligence as to what works best for you in terms of foods and things like that. Definitely, I needed to do that, too. I'm still in the process of learning and really finding out what's going on, because it's cyclical, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on how we are emotionally, and also what we eat is such a combination, the body is such a complex thing, right? It's Mm -hmm. wonderful to be able to go to the doctors and find out, but you are your own person, you definitely need to do your own research. Um, Tell me in your opinion, and based on your knowledge, what are the foods we should eliminate, or at least decrease to have a healthier gut? Yeah, so all health starts in the gut. Um, that is uh, definitely very true. If your gut isn't functioning properly, if you are um, taking in too many toxins, which we do take in a lot of toxins, but there are ways that we can eliminate those things. And foods, even though you could be eating a good food, uh, for instance, some people think, oh, well, I'll have a 
a piece of whole wheat or whole grain bread as opposed to white bread because there's more nutrients in it. They're, you know, they don't know that maybe that wheat bread is not agreeing with their system. And oftentimes, even if you don't have celiac disease, uh, gluten can be a problem and an issue for a lot of people. Uh, And even if gluten isn't an issue for you, it could be parts of the wheat that are actually bothering your system. I would say gluten is one of the foods that I always recommend people eliminate from their diet and then see how they feel you know, go, go 30 days without gluten and then add it back in and really keep a journal as to how you're feeling when you add it back in and see if there's any reactions that come around and maybe it's a rash, maybe it's a, you maybe get bloated, maybe uh, brain fog increases, maybe joint pain. So there are many different symptoms that could happen around the body. It doesn't necessarily have to be the fact that you are uh, someone who has celiac. So it can cause other issues as well. So I would say that would be a good place to start is try to eliminate some, you know, the gluten or, or the wheat. Interesting. Interesting. I actually have done that. I think the journaling that you mentioned before, so mm-hmm. important because that way we can connect the mm-hmm. symptoms to what we ate and gives us a little bit more of a connection to what's happening. Yeah. On the flip side, what do you think we need to add more? As a general rule, I know everyone is different, mm-hmm. but if you would say, you know what, a couple of things that I think we should all benefit from for a healthier yeah. gut. So yes, everybody is biochemically different. Everybody's uh, healthy foods are going to be different. Um, but in in general, I would say to eat the rainbow. The more diverse your diet can be, the more variety of fruits and vegetables that you can add to your plate. Uh, the healthier you will be and the healthier your gut microbiome is going to be because each and every single vegetable has its own set of microbes and its own set of uh, bacteria that needs to break down that specific food. And we want to have that variety in our gut uh, so that we can process our hormones right right? And so that we can uh, have a a diverse amount of gut bacteria to support our immune system, because our immune system, 70% of our immune system is in our gut. So if the variety is there, then our immune system is going to be healthier as well. So important. Most of us don't know that the brain gut connection. Yes. Yeah, the brain gut connection is such an important part of our overall health. Mm hmm. Yes, absolutely. What is the link between the gut and the hormones? Yeah, so our hormones, a lot of our hormones are are made in our gut and a lot of our hormones, well, most of our hormones uh, go through there as well when it comes to excreting excesses that we may have in our body. So for instance, estrogen, that can be uh, an issue for people if they're having excess estrogen, just in case maybe they are taking in... um, different phytochemicals, for instance, if they're drinking a lot of um, water from uh, plastic bottles, if they're using sort of toxins on their skin that has a lot of uh, chemicals in it, all of those things can mimic estrogen in the body. If we're having our own estrogen being made, and then we're throwing on these toxins that are estrogen making as well, then we're going to have an excess of estrogen Uh, and then what happens is, is if our body cannot get rid of that, then that's where, when we are going to be, uh, seeing, um, an increase of symptoms throughout the body, such as PMS. Uh, maybe if you're a little older, it may be over 35 into your forties, you could be experiencing anything from, 
you know, weight gain, mood swings, hot flashes, night sweats, uh, joint pain, anything like that. So we need to be able to make sure that we are eliminating properly and that our gut health is really, really good. Uh, Making sure our gut barrier is really uh, strong as well. So making sure that we're eating foods that are good for our body so that we don't get leaky gut syndrome. So leaky gut is basically in our small intestine. It happens there. And if we are taking in too many toxins, maybe pesticides from vegetables we're eating, uh, maybe heavy metals, then that ruins our uh, gut lining. And our gut lining is supposed to have tight junctions so that nothing can get through except for the nutrients, where if there's too many of these invaders coming in, uh, toxins and things, it can lead to our junctions loosening. And then proteins that aren't supposed to go through there will leach out into our body and then cause inflammation throughout the body. And then our those hormones that go through the gut will actually leach out as well through our small intestine and to the rest of the body and cause other issues. So really important that we are eliminating properly that we are supporting our our digestive system. Uh, the liver as well is really important for this because our liver is a, is a, our main detoxifier in our body. It works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if that is not being supported as well, then we are going to run into uh, issues and symptoms. Yes, very important because we want to be able to absorb the nutrients that we're taking in properly. Well, that too. Absolutely. If we have a leaky gut, then we aren't going to be absorbing those nutrients to where they're supposed to go. Right, right. Yeah. Do you have any food weaknesses, anything that you still have to battle with, anything that you struggle when it comes to foods? Yeah, so I I have a uh, histamine like intolerance. So certain foods uh, would be a trigger for me. Uh, I've been working on this over the past two months. I've been doing a longer, uh, more sustained cleanse uh, for my gut health. And I have noticed big improvements. About, I would say, two years ago, three years ago, I went on a trip to Cuba and I I came back with a traveler's diarrhea. Mm. And that uh, actually is when I started to notice these uh, symptoms uh, with histamine intolerance, uh, get hives and itchy with certain foods and things like that. So my gut was kind of damaged by that whole traveler's diarrhea. So I've had to go in and and do a longer sort of healing process with this. I've actually gotten some really good results with it. So I'm I'm healing and um and and definitely I mean wine and and chocolate were on my on my uh, radar for things that would trigger uh, histamine response uh, in my body. So now I'm okay if it's natural. Like say if it's natural dark chocolate, I'm fine with that. I haven't had any wine or alcohol for about three months now. So I haven't reintroduced that yet, which I probably won't on a regular basis anyway. But um, I mean, I like a glass of wine once in a while. So, but I've been doing the work now and, um, and I've seen some really great results uh, with my, uh, with my gut health. You know, it's interesting. It's so interesting because I, love nutrition and everything mm-hmm. related to health. And because I've had a history of gut problems, I was reading just last night about histamine intolerant foods. Yep. And a lot of it, 
I'm ingesting without even realizing it. Not mm-hmm. the obvious, but even some yeah. of the healthy foods. Oh, yeah. Are absolutely triggers. So I was like, wait a minute, although I'm thinking that I'm eating properly. So really, my advice to the listeners is listen to your body, to the messages on the signs, have a journal. And so you can make the connection because everyone is different. And Mm -hmm. you can have a really healthy diet that's actually not making you feel great. It all depends. Just like Tanya Mm -hmm. was mentioning before about the bread. I eliminated white bread. And then I realized, wait a minute, sometimes if I have an abundance of wheat, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm feeling bloated, I'm feeling full, I'm not digesting right. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how we get into this bandwagon of like, okay, let's remove the, you know, the white breads from our diet. And that might be just gentler on our system. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I do cleanses where I eliminate all grains from my diet for for certain periods of time as well. So we need to um, do cleanses periodically throughout the year. And I'm doing a deeper one right now. And and I'm just taking my time. It's going slowly. But you know, some people think I'll do a 10 day detox. I mean, if you're going to do a certain level of a detox that is um, going to have any benefit, I would I would say at least do 21 days. Um, there's different ways you can do that. It could just be an elimination of foods to see where you're at with those foods. Then you can go a little bit deeper like I am and really get some really deep healing going on, which is going to take longer. Um, I think sometimes people think, oh, it's going to take too long, but these things take time. This is, um, you know, this isn't like a take a pill and it's going to fix overnight. Um, if you've been having gut health issues and you know it's been years, then I would say one month per year that you have had gut issues, you you need to be healing your your uh, gut. Tanya, let's discuss this a little bit because I've read mixed things about doing these cleanses and detoxifying, sure. where you ruin your system because particularly with the severe dieters that are Mm -hmm. starving their body and Mm -hmm. are removing nutrients and all that. So how do you go about the detoxing and maintaining your nutritional level while you're at that during that period? Yeah, so there are many controversial cleanses uh, out there detoxes out there. And when it comes to like, say a water cleanse or an all juice cleanse, I don't recommend those uh, unless you're being monitored by a practitioner. And I don't recommend those as something that you would start with. Absolutely, because you are going to end up with an onslaught of symptoms that are going to be very harsh for your body. And you're not you're not going to feel good because you're going to have a rush of toxins coming to the surface. And we don't want that. We want um, to still be able to function <laughs> throughout yeah. the day. Yes. Um, so we need to take it step by step. And I would probably recommend um, doing some sort of elimination diet of certain foods first, because that in itself, if you are taking in a food that is toxic to your body, you will experience some symptoms from that, from just doing that. So I would I would start there first and you know get rid of the things that could be bothering your system and then uh, see how you do for 30 days and then reintroduce one food at a time, uh, maybe giving three to four days in between adding another one to see how you're feeling, journaling it down, and then 
really thinking, okay, well, maybe I need to keep this food out for a little longer. And then just taking it from there. And then after you've done that, you can uh, do a little bit of a deeper cleanse. Again, working with someone who knows what they're doing is going to be important because they have all the information that you're going to need to, you know, really do it safely and do it comfortably as well. That's great. Um, Mm. Such great information, Tanya. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, do you, do you take supplements? I do. Yes, I do. Tell me what you recommend. I know probiotics and um, prebiotics are such a important part of our nutritional health. Yeah. Do you recommend them? How do you feel about them? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, probiotics are great. There are many different probiotics on the market. It's just finding the right one that is going to be worth the money. So you want to make sure that your probiotics are actually going to get to where they're supposed to go. So if there's a probiotic that needs to be refrigerated, I don't really recommend those because they aren't going to be even able to survive the heat of your body. Correct. That's why they are actually kept in the fridge. So I I think that is a waste of money. There are some brands that I recommend. Um, I don't don't know. We want to go into that right now. But in terms of having a probiotic on some of my programs, I don't recommend it right away. I think that there needs to be some sort of healing going on first before we add a probiotic in. We want to make sure that we are cleansing the system first, and then we can go in and add some more beneficial uh, bacteria that way. Makes sense. Um, In terms of other supplements, I mean, everybody is so different. Like right now, the supplements I'm taking doing this cleanse are different than what I would take if I wasn't doing a cleanse. So I recommend for someone that just wants to um, support themselves. I say a multivitamin is really, really important. It's your, it's your foundation. And then you work out from there. So making sure that you're taking a multivitamin that's capsule, ideally, and that you can take uh, three times a day. So breakfast, lunch and dinner, because throughout the day, we need different nutrients. So if you just have like a one a day, it's it's not really going to Uh, be enough. So finding and then also in the capsule, it's going to be more easily digested than a tablet would be. Uh, If you're not having the right enzymes to break down the tablet, then you're again, you're just wasting your money. Yes, makes sense. We're all different. And we have to figure that out. But I just wanted as a general rule, because I find that, for example, calcium was a big deal years ago, where you have to have calcium after a certain age. And that's Mm -hmm. changed dramatically. I know, Mm -hmm. Both Mm -hmm. my GYN and my general physicians have said to me, don't do the calcium. First of all, it's hard to digest, hard on your stomach. Mm -hmm. And is that as beneficial as they thought? Obviously, taking the nutrients from foods, it's better than any pill. Am I correct, Tanya? Yeah. So the the thing with um, calcium and magnesium, so we want to be taking it, if we're going to take it in, in a ratio together. Uh, not just taking one and not the other and having that vitamin D on board as well is going to help with the absorption of the calcium into the bone. But other things we can look at is making sure that we're doing some sort of weight bearing activity. So walking or doing some light weights is going to help with bone development as well. And making sure that our gut health is top notch, because if we aren't um, looking at that, then it doesn't matter what nutrients we take, they're just going to be going to waste. So yes. looking at um, eating, you know, a variety of foods that are, you know, rich in calcium is going to be important as well. Uh, and then doing those exercises too, absolutely is going to be important. And 
looking at eating some green leafy vegetables, making sure that they are steamed. We are going to be getting the nutrients from them a little bit better than we would raw food. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steaming them to the point that you're not completely over over steaming them, but just enough that mm-hmm. it helps to digest them easier, correct? Yes, that's right. I have a, a long list of, of vitamins that it's probably I find sometimes actually hurts me. You know, after oh. breakfast, I have Yeah, I have, um, for the most part, it gives me it's things I need like B12. I discussed it with my doctor B12, D3, um, the probiotics, but when I overdo it, or I haven't had enough, in the morning, or that coffee sits a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it just irritates my stomach. So um, yeah, I'm going to definitely look into it more. Maybe I'll have a discussion with you on the side. Listeners, mm-hmm. if you have any gut issues, I suggest you reach out to her because she's knowledgeable and she will help you specifically to your needs. Yeah. So Absolutely. I like to finish with three rapid questions. But before that, is there anything here you would like to tell the listeners that we didn't touch on? Um. I mean, looking at our hormones and and symptoms that you might be having, such as PMS or weight gain, mood swings, hot flashes, uh, really important to be addressing uh, what we are eating and our gut health so that we can avoid all of those um, uncomfortable symptoms that we're having. So uh, I'm not sure like how old your, your um, listenership is, but I mean, hormones affect us throughout our lives anyway right from when we start our cycle to when we finish our cycle. So um, just know that um, the symptoms are are optional. So, and if you are experiencing that, there are things that we can do uh, in our diet and in our lifestyle to help uh, alleviate those. Okay. So, so I'm going to dive into that because I'm, you know, I'm in my forties and I mm-hmm. do have episodes of hot flashes. And so I don't have some of the other things, but you know, the mood swings come, the difficulties with sleeping sometimes. So anything that you can tell the listeners that might be experiencing some of that, I know I had to decrease my coffee intake because caffeine was a a big one. Yeah. But what else do you suggest? Because I would love to know a little bit more about hormones. Yeah. So in terms of hot flashes or night sweats, uh, often that it means usually that you are estrogen dominant. So you'll want to make sure that you are detoxing your life and really looking at the products that you're using in your home, looking at the uh, types of chemicals you're using on your skin. Are you eating organic food? All those types of things, because we want to reduce the, um, the, uh, you know, the estrogens that are coming in that aren't made by our body. Correct. And even the, even, yeah, the skin absorbs. Yes, it does. All yeah, the products absolutely. that we put on them. Absolutely. Yeah. So if um, if you want to check your products, you can. There's uh, an app called Think Dirty. You can check your products on that app to see if uh, they are in fact low in in uh, in toxins. That's great. That's a wonderful tip for the listeners. Okay. Now the three rapid questions before we end. Sure. Tanya, tell me what is happiness to you. Uh, happiness is being at peace with myself and following my purpose in life and having great relationships with family and friends. Beautiful. Number two, the world needs more kindness. Totally agree. Number yeah. three, I would like to be remembered for uh, being of my word. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to give us all these wonderful pieces of information regarding our nutrition and our gut and maintaining our health. Again, listeners, reach out to Tanya D at the Over and 40 Sexy Podcast. Tell the listeners, is, do you have an Instagram, a Facebook, any other place that the listeners can go find you? Uh, you can find me over on Instagram at Tanya, T-A-N-I-A underscore D-E-E underscore. Or you can find me on Facebook at Tanya D as well. Be happy to chat with you if you have any questions about anything, get into my DMs and, um, and yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tanya, for your time. This was wonderful. Nice You're chatting. welcome. Thank you so much, Evelyn. Bye-bye. Hi, friends. I have a favor to ask. If you enjoyed any of my episodes, please rate and leave a comment. It shows you support my message. And also, share on your social with your friends. What if any of these messages help someone you know? Doesn't take more than a couple of minutes and yet can make such a difference in someone's life. That's why I do this show, hoping to uplift and possibly make a difference, even if it's light. Spreading support doesn't take much. Thank you. I appreciate your precious time. Bye now. Mm-hmm.